Previously on Quest Friends. Misha Jarvis, you have been summoned to face punishment for your crimes. A murder. All right, that's that's great at all, but how about you present us some evidence? What are you even talking about? How do we even know that Misha Jarvis has ever been here? There are lots of different Jarvis models, probably. Chuck, <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, I, I, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but you truly haven't met me for long. So Misha, so this bat is a medium weapon, but something curious happens when you grab it. Like when you feel it and you extend it for a moment, something about the curious haphazard nature, the ingenuity of the ways in which you can just basically murder people. Something about it feels like home. How would you know that they are not correct on things? We will gladly accept the trial by drift. for a second, get, get kind of for frame of reference. You learned from the Penny Brothers that this fallen ruins road dropped 40 years ago, which Shock has pieced together was about the time, and by about the time, it was the same year that Aegon defeated the Apocrita. And you were looking for Prileman ruins that fell from that time for Red's Blessing, the thing that will help you defeat the Apocrita. So these might be the ruins you were looking for because they're where those ruins would have been. Mm -hmm. 45 years ago, Misha apparently did a murder. Jimmy Wynn holds that against them. We'll make them write a whole, whole dang apology letter. I didn't mention last episode, it's an essay. Like 20 pages, single spaced, both sides. Oh, Misha would be fine with that. Uh, there was gonna be a trial by race, but Ayn was insistent that Misha doesn't. As opposed to Misha who's just like, just call me guilty, I'll write a letter, fucking whatever. So basically what's, what's going on is the Fallen Ruins Road probably has Red's blessing and it fell on part of the Speedy Speedboy lair. It fell on part of Coachman's Tree. So it's possible that there might be some secrets there. Uh, it also looks that Ayn might know a thing or two. So what are y'all gonna do? I still want to get a hold of Ayn because I feel like we need to talk to her. Yeah, Misha would want to talk with Ayn too. I mean, I mean, for the moment, I feel like our only like concrete near future objective is let's talk to Ayn, ask a couple follow up questions. So I guess we'd all go together for that. Okay, perfect. How are you going to find Ayn? Uh... Well, apparently yelling down the hall didn't work the first time, but we could try it again. Yeah, that was my plan. Let's keep yelling down the hall. Yeah, that was also gonna be my plan. Okay, perfect. The Kool-Aid man just bursts so many of the walls. The structural integrity is down. You've learned that he just hears someone yell and he's like, oh, it's time for a party. It's time for me. After a <laughs> while, every time he shows up, Elliot just starts yelling back. <laughs> Your name is not Ayn. Why do you keep showing up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, no, good sir. Oh, no. <laughs> and eventually, at one point, as you're going around, Ness, you notice that Misha's scarf is moving around again. And you said off the record, because I didn't I didn't put in the episode, but mm. you said that Ness would have told Misha, right? Yeah. OK, so in that case, you and Misha and anyone else who's paying attention notices that as you're moving around looking for Ayn, the scarf starts doing that sniffing out thing again. And eventually, it just, like, points its head towards something and starts, like, pulling in a certain direction. Oh, I believe my scarf has seen something. What what have you seen? Do you want me to go there? Yes, it, it nods. It nods its head at you. Well, I believe my scarf thinks we should go in this direction. Every time it has told me to go somewhere, only good things have happened, so I, I trust it. And I would like something good to happen. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as you go into this room, you're bombarded with music. Just this loud music, like, you know, when people are working on their auto shop, but you're bombarded even louder by the singing of Fungi, who is excitedly singing along to this futuristic radio. Ugh, kids these days with their loud music. <laughs> you are in the Speedy Speedboy workshop. This is where they work on all of their race cars. It doesn't matter if it's a plane, if it's a boat, if it's a horse, if you can race it, 
it's a race car. You see a whole lot of vehicles in here. You see some broken down things. So you see that land plane. You see the two jet skis have been reattached to the giant monster truck wheels. In the far corner, you see Big Red, the vehicle that chased you. And in front of you, you see Fungi actually working on the ladybug. The ladybug has been recovered after the crash and it looks like they're fixing it up. Did you do anything, or should I just keep describing? Uh... Um... <laughs> we just begin the music. <laughs> Chuck feels weird, because we're still quasi-prisoners here. Fungi turns to you and waves. <laughs> well, there's no avoiding it now. Uh, f thanks for, for helping out with the ladybug. Sorry I broke potentially more than one of your cars. Yeah... Oh no, that's fine. Fixing a car from a crash is half the fun of it, after all. Yeah. Okay. The only one of us who doesn't regularly crash is Jimmy. He's very protective of his car. <sighs> and Fungi points over to another car that you hadn't seen before. This vehicle looks like if Guy Fieri was a race car. In other words, it looks like what someone from a billion years in the future would think a classic beat-up convertible would look like. Just... It's a roadster with frosted tips? Yes! <laughs> By frosted tips, it looks like it had hit almost like ice, and so it has ice like kind of moving backwards as if it was water that had been splashed and started going backwards and froze in place. And then it has these like neon tubes in the shape of flames on the side. They're currently not lit, but you would imagine that they would be very showy. If so this were. is Jimmy's car. This is Jimmy's car, yeah. Hopper, mm. I need you to tell me not to break that car. <laughs> don't, don't break that car, please. Ness is in the corner. Break the car. <laughs> a little sabotage can go a long way. <laughs> Cars think they're so smart punching me into walls. <laughs> The problem, the problem is that in the meantime, he's gotten a Tomagotchi. Oh. So he's walking, like the entire time he's been walking, he's, his face has been down and he's playing his Tomagotchi. When he gets there, though, I mean, it's a lot of noise. There's a lot of music. He can't hear his Tomagotchi anymore. Oh, no. So he would look around. I think he would actually try to crawl like under a car, classic mechanic style. Okay. You can crawl under the ladybug and underneath you see a bunch of tools that fungi has been using. Des is just going to take whatever loose tools are laying around and is just going to leave with those loose tools and see what he can do to other cars with them. <laughs> <laughs> what car does he start with? Jimmy's. And it's not just because it's Jimmy's. It's because it's the car. It's the loudest car there. Okay. So what does he try to do to Jimmy's car? He doesn't even know, man. <sighs> he doesn't even know. He just, he just wants to see if he can get any kind of reaction from the car okay give me a roll oh hang on that fell off eight okay so this is how i did my rules odds was gonna be something bad happens evens was gonna be something good happens and then the roll was gonna determine how good ness was at it mostly from the point of view of ness doesn't care whether it's good or bad just that it has a reaction yeah he's just interested yeah so on the walls lining this you see these what look like these boxes they're nets with multicolor lights inside they're like glowing almost with this multicolor force you just slam it into the car and suddenly it just starts like illuminating and you hear that the music in Mario Kart when a star goes off <laughs> and the car just starts shining and like bolting out music. Hey, I did it! <laughs> Everyone else would recognize that these are the nets that shot out at you during the combat and it seems like they have random effects on the vehicles. Hmm. They were just throwing Mario Kart power-ups at us. <laughs> Hopper was too busy telling Ellie not to mess with the cars that he didn't see Ness just <laughs> going off in distance because, ah, oh, um, what, what happened? And he's gonna go over and try to like smooth out the car <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing like, i just imagine him nervously like dusting it off as if that will make undo what ness has done he's trying to get ness away from the area before he can cause further damage okay so you go to get ness and i'm gonna give you a gm intrusion okay who do you give your other point to i'm gonna give it to tom because i feel bad because i was like it was 45 years and i completely forgot that the 40 year thing is the overarching plot that we are looking for <laughs> So you go to get it, but you accidentally brush onto the side of the car as you do. And just like when you're hitting a car in Mario Kart, you just spin in place a few times. Oh, except no. you are a human and not a car. And you just like fall over. 
Ellie will drag him up and set him on his feet. Meanwhile, Misha, you notice that the scarf has been pointing towards Big Red, the big Volkswagen Beetle. Okay, yeah, I was going to say if, if, if that Misha was going to see if the scarf still pointed towards something. So that's perfect. I will say, though, that they do follow the scarf, but then upon all of the lights and movements and stuff, they will get momentarily distracted as the scarf probably is pulling Misha still like, <laughs> no, it's not toward that car. It's this one. But eventually they will be like, okay, and follow the scarf towards that car. (laughs) Shock will follow Misha. Thank you, Shock. All right. So Shock and Misha, you make your way into Big Red. And as you get close, the scarf just pulls on the handle and pulls it open. Just like true Misha, it doesn't knock. It just fucking goes for it. Perfect. That's why we are friends. Misha will like frown a bit at that and be like, well, I suppose it wants us to get inside. So uh, I can do that. And Misha will get inside the car. Shock will also get into the car. (laughs) All right, so you get into the car, you get into the front seat, there's nothing there, and the scarf basically maneuvers you, because this thing is a behemoth. It's like a fucking building in its own right. So you eventually maneuver yourself back to, like, kind of the trunk area. How big is this car? It's fucking big. It's the size of a goddamn building. So, like, its trunk area is the size of a full room. Okay. All right. So of all the places in the ninth world, you wouldn't expect one of the quietest to be here. But in spite of, or perhaps due to, the bare rusted walls and cold echoey air, something about this place just makes you want to snuggle up and rest. Or maybe it's, you know, the company. In the center of the room-sized trunk, you hear a rhythmic clanking as a figure hammers work on something hiding underneath a large blanket. From the helmet resting on the ground next to this shape, you can hazard a guess that it's Ein. In the corner rests a small pod, no bigger than a compartment in the ladybug. Just like Ein herself, decades of use have smeared and dirtied what was otherwise a perfectly sleek exterior. But it feels warmer that way. Inside of the pod, high-tech panels and chrome interfaces are covered by simple blankets, assorted cookware, and a wooden plaque that reads, Home Speed Home. And of course, how could I forget... Misha Jarvis! And Misha, I need you to roll speed defense. Oh boy, okay. Sure, let's see. I'm using my good die today. But I rolled a seven, so I guess it's not good. <laughs> I'm gonna be so mean every time you roll poorly. I, it's That's fine, I, I kind of earned it. Are you ready? No, but let's go. Suddenly, Misha, you hear a loud, like, insect-like fluttering. And before you can respond, this creature flies out towards you. The first thing you feel is its six arms, which wrap themselves around you. And the next thing you feel is the wind on these thin wings as it flies you up in the air. And the final thing is you see its face. Oh, God. You see this bug-like face with hexagonal eyes and where a mouse should be what looks like an old-timey microphone. Essentially, what you were picked up by looks like a giant robotic cicada. And the voice continues, I cannot overstate how excited I am to have my favorite audience member back after 45 years, no less. I'd say you look exactly like you did before, although... And the bug eyes go up to you. And I want to note, I forgot, this thing also has a giant bedazzled trilby. That's silver. This is very important to me. So you, the shadow of the trilby goes over your face as it looks up and it peers into your face. Is there something different about your eye? It's not quite the spark it has in the past. Ayn, take a look at this. And you see Ayn just brush out from under the sheet. And she turns up to this creature and just sighs. <sighs> CK, I cannot remember and she just taps her motionless eyes and there's like a dull wooden thud well in that case let me describe that for you because it seems like one of them has this weird dull gray color that's very weird can shock interject quickly yeah so shock has forgotten for a moment that he doesn't have esoteries and is trying to charge up his cutting light hand and just (laughs) yells up put misha jarvis down now 
or there will be consequences. Meanwhile, Misha, all the time since they were carried, they have been like wriggling around trying to like get <laughs> out of it. Like, I know, like, you know, logically that means that they would fall, but they don't care. They don't want to. This is bad touch. Let me go. Let me go now. And then like when they talk about the eyes, they're going to try like and move their face away from like the little thing so that it doesn't look into them. So like, let me go. Put me down right now. And the, the bug looks at you and he looks at the ground and you're like 10 feet above and he looks closer and he says, are you sure about that? Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Fly down here this instant. CK and CK, all right, all right, and he slowly sets you down. My apologies, it's just part of my programming. And he uh, takes three of his arms and he bows at you, shock. Coward's coach, just a rather very intelligent system at your service. Although you may call me CK Jarvis. <sighs> you look really upset at that. Another sibling. And then he kind of gives you a light punch in the shoulder, Misha. Come, Come on, on, Sib, where have you been all these years? Just, just like a, a question. What word did Shock use just to see if, if Misha at some point would use it? Uh, did you say fuck? Yeah, I said don't you fucking dare. Okay, okay, okay. When he was like, are you sure? <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he asked, what have you been up to all these years? Okay. Yeah. All right, then in that case, Misha will say, it is none of your fucking business. <laughs> no turning back. I taught swears to Misha Jarvis today. You did. Neither of the parents are present. <laughs> That's so funny. Mom and dad can't tell us not to swear now. You're in the trunk of our enemy's car. <laughs> <laughs> and CK just lets out a massive laugh. Well, I can tell you're not afraid of swearing anymore. I do not know how you know me, but even though we share the same last nomenclature, you're not related to me. Don't speak with such familiarity to me after having carried me up and putting me through whatever this is. Ouch, well, that kind of hurts. I just, I, listen, I, I know you think you know me, but I just, I do not have much recollection of, of this, of you, of Ein, of anything here. So I do not wish to be treated this way by people that for me are mostly strangers. And Ein will turn to CK and say, Hey, CK, I have heard that baby Jason has another speech to give. Well, he is terrified of that. Let me go help him out. And he flies up and he flutters away. As he leaves, Ein just eventually takes in a big breath. I am most apologetic for CK's behavior. He's designed to study and assist with phobias. That's why he's so loud. The greatest phobia is, after all, public speaking. <laughs> what if somebody is afraid of loud voices or heights? I feel like that's rather poor design. She doesn't want to say yes, but she's not disagreeing with you. Hold out. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle will say, and by the way, why are you only apologizing for him? Are you apologizing for yourself as well for what you did earlier today? And when she, you say apologizing for yourself, there's a brief moment of pure panic on her face. She doesn't seem to know what she's supposed to be apologizing for, but not because the list is too short in her brain. Mm. That's why like, at the, like maybe there's going to be a pause and then they will say like today so that to like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is right. I'm afraid we got off on the wrong foot. Uh, I apologize for capturing you. I had faith Jimmy would be better. And I apologize for not warning you about the race. And, you know, a, a fun fact I've learned is that introductions, when not formalized, can be very challenging and difficult. So I've actually figured out something to help uh, with that. And you can see that she has a sticker right here on her outfit that just says, hi, my name is Ein. And she has markers and some other ones and she hands them to you. So I thought it could be helpful to uh, just formalize the introductions. I I've already set up the programming so that Stein will read them for me. Stein? Yes, uh, correct, Stein. He is, and that's when you hear a voice come from the suit. 
and it seems very aggravated and asked, who is Stein? Stein is my navigator. He navigates when I drive and he helps navigate when I move around on foot as well. Salutations, Stein. I have not introduced myself to you, so my nomenclature is Misha Jarvis. And I'm Shock, and then Shock will fade back into the back <laughs> of the scene because this is not his time. And then they will look at Ayn and say, I do not need to introduce myself to you as I have done it before. That is correct. Although I get the impression I need to introduce myself to you. That is true, I suppose. I guess I I used to know you at some point, and you certainly do seem familiar, but I must confess I don't remember that much about you. So, I cannot trust whatever you say, yet. And she mutters under her breath, I don't know if knowing would help that. I am Ein. I am a simile. Fun fact about the simile, they were meant to be an invading force to conquer the planet, and then we kind of got forgotten about. Nowadays, I am more of a help to the speedy speed boys. I assist them in all of the issues that they have, although from the time we were familiar, You might know me more as a research partner to a, uh, man. A a man? What do you mean by that? Your, um, your creator. Fun fact about him, he liked to claim that he was a father. And fun fact about that fact is that that fact is, in fact, not factual. That was a sentence that just happened to us. <laughs> That's how Ein's feeling, man. Oh, so it appears you know him. Well, none of those facts sound fun to me, <laughs> but I do have a question to ask. When you were with him and me, did you like to make decisions for others? Just like you did today? Is that a non-fun fact that you shared with him? (laughs) (laughs) I feel so bad for Shock. He's just like it. Shock's just like one of those guys in a vine like, oh. (laughs) But not actually. Shock is just dead silent and just. Just imagine like trying to far step away the fuck away, but he can't. (laughs) It's just like. "Mm." Shock is just. Engaged cloaking mode, blending into the background. I am one with the wall. <laughs> Misha is just very upset. So they're putting all of the sass out. Well, um, she can't blush, but she has the expression of being flushed at being called out. Not only because of like emotional things, but also just you called out her fun fact thing. Yeah. And she's just like, well, um, I also know a, a lot of quotes. <laughs> One of one one that I'm particularly fond of is when a friend tries to do themselves harm, you cannot help but do whatever you can. That one came about 45 years ago from Amisha Jarvis. Well, I do like that quote. I apologize. I should have learned that moving without consent is the last thing one should do. But I know that you are not guilty of those actions, and I cannot in good conscience let you be blamed for them again. Again? Let's, um, let's focus on the race. If you have forgotten everything, you must have forgotten at least somewhat how to drift. Well, it's a strange thing that I do remember how to do that, and I do remember really liking it. I, I in fact, still do. <laughs> but, but that doesn't mean that I will do it. How, how are you so sure that I didn't do it? Were you there? And if so, do you have any anything that we can use to prove them that I didn't? Because otherwise, I do not know how I can take your word for it. I know you mean well, but I don't know. In response to, like, how can you know, you hear, a, like, an indignant... <laughs> Stein's got words for you, motherfucker. (laughs) Stein's real fucking pissed. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) But I can go Stein. Stein. 
I would never, ever ask you to trust me. I am only asking you to trust yourself. Misha will sigh and say, Okay. I don't fully, but I suppose for this once I will listen to you. Stein is content. <laughs> and Ein, delighted, just claps her hands together. Well, good, good. In that case, I would like to seal this conversation with a, a formal greeting. So, and she just shakes out her hand and she says, Hello, Misha Jarvis. I am Ein, and I promise I will help you prevail in this race however I can. Misha will take her hand and say, Salutations, my nomenclature is Misha Jarvis, and I expect you to fulfill that promise. to the announcement break for Quest Friends episode 62, One Neon Night, part four. I am Kyle, your GM, and wouldn't you know it, our intro and outro song are Friends and Atoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. All right, so for today's announcement break, I've got three announcements for you. First, we have a new name from our name pool. The character of C.K. Jarvis is named for C.K. Stewart or at C.K. Fabe on Twitter.com. If you're interested in having a location, an item, or a character named after you, just like CK, you can tweet or Tumblr out about Quest Friends using the hashtag QuestFriends. For the second announcement, earlier this year we had an audience survey, which I'm still compiling the results for, but as part of that survey, we had a raffle for some quail stickers drawn by our artist Mandy Robertson, as well as some issues of her comic Don't Cry Witch. We finally performed the raffle and reached out to the winners, so if you completed the survey, or if you're not sure you completed the survey, check out your email for an email from us. Uh, check your regular one, and sometimes it ends up in spam. Check your spam as well. We're going to be sending out the books and the stickers in about a week or so, so I'm going to need information from all the raffle winners by then. And finally, we actually have a promo for another podcast we want to share. Explorers Wanted is, from my knowledge, the newest Numenera actual play on the scene. So when they started, we reached out and said, hey, do you have anything that you want to share to our audience? They like Numenera, or at least an interpretation of Numenera. So they might be interested in your content as well. And they actually did put together a trailer for us to share with you now. So without further ado, I present... Explorers Wanted. What does a nano turn thief? I'm pretty strict about what jobs I do. You're in the same mess your mother was. A right turned fugitive. We can't go there. A laid back monk with financial problems. We got monsters incoming. Why? Natural instinct, I assume. <laughs> and a disgraced magical children's performer have in common. Are you famous? Define fame. They've all been contracted by the same mysterious woman in a recruiting exercise they cannot begin to understand. Also, at least one of them hates juggling. Explorers Wanted is a weekly Numenera actual play podcast about exploration, intrigue, and friendship. To learn more, go to explorerswanted.fm. All right, that's all I've got for you today. We are almost done with our Cookie Crew crossovers with the final one, The Cookie Candidate Part 2, releasing next Monday on Monday, August 17th. And then our next main episode will be releasing on Monday, August 24th. But if you'd like additional content before then, you can find stories, artwork, and behind-the-scenes insights at patreon.com slash questfriends. I'll see you there.
it's a frog, but also not. This round vehicle has the general shape of a purple frog, which I want to break monologue here and mention is a very real frog you should look up. It's so good. I love it deeply. (laughs) Except instead of the purple frog's short legs, this vehicle has wheels. In the front of the frog car, which is of course its very small head, there are small pouches where one can put supplies, nesses, or a small ball of ants or two. And that's not me just coming up with a silly example. The inside of this car is just as colorful as the outside, and the wall aligning these pouches is painted with images of dozens of insect species. To anyone else, viewing this thing would induce feelings of confusion, disgust, bewildered humor. I mean, it's a freaking frog car. But for Misha, it doesn't. Back in Charmande, Misha, you saw a bat with nails in it. And at the time, it felt good in a very violent, visceral sense. You felt like the weapon completed you. And since then, you haven't thought much about that moment. But now in this one, you can't help but wonder if that was really how you felt. Because that moment, back in Charmande, it didn't inspire pride or nostalgia. It didn't lack that sting that so many of your unwanted memories have had. It didn't feel like this. And this feeling had to be real. So Ayn has unveiled the cover of the vehicle she was working on. It's called the Tirefly, which Ari uh, made with a pun on the name Firefly, because it's a frog. Get it? The Tirefly? I want, I want to say that Holly helped me with that name. Yeah, <laughs> Holly helped me with that name. I'm going to confess. I was blanking and I was like, Holly, please help the me. The Tirefly? I was going to let you take credit for that one. No. I saw your face. I was like, oh no, I need to give her credit too. <laughs> Anyways, this is a Tirefly. It is a frog car. And according to Ein, back 45 years ago, when you two did races together, because every racer in the Speedy Speed Boys has a partner. There's a drifter who's the main driver and then a navigator who helps them navigate. So when you two drove together, this was Misha's vehicle of choice. Misha's hands like immediately go like up like that and like, well, I guess it's a podcast. So it's gone up to to their face, like (laughs) really surprised and excited. And their eyes, if it was like a cartoon, they would have like little stars things like watching it. And they're going to like jump a little bit and point at it, kind of like forgetting for a second like where they were and like what the situation was. And even before like they Ayn says the name or whatever, they're going to be like, it's 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 a tire fly. It's the tire fly. And they're gonna like look back and like kind of look at Sean and point at it. It's a tire fly! It's, it's, and then they're gonna like catch Ayn's gaze and then be like, <clears throat> it's pretty, pretty, pretty nice. <laughs> it's okay, I guess. It's fine. Shot can't help but smile at that. And that's when you hear from the inside Ayn press on the horn and you just hear a. And then Misha just won't like lose it again. And she's like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Like a kid in a fire truck for the first time. Yeah, no, they're, they're like all over this car. How did I forget it? It's so beautiful. We're like inspecting like every single part of it, like up, down, underneath the thing. It's like in cartoons when it's like, yeah, yeah, basically that's what I, yeah, exactly like that, Ali. Oh, and before I forget, Stein helped me recover your old drifting outfit. And she kicks a box in the corner of the tire fly. And inside, you can see, if you wish to look at it, Misha's old speedy speed boy drifting outfit. Absolutely, Misha can look at it. Okay, it is a speedy, it is, it is the coveralls. And then underneath it in like the t-shirt part is like a yellow outfit with these weird colored lines on it. Like there's red and green and blue. <laughs> For everyone who has watched the Sims stream, this is Misha Sims pajamas. <gasps> the rainbow. How dare you? (laughs) And then as the hat, Misha has what originally looks almost like a copy of Ayn's helmet. However, her helmet is actually necessary for her to live when she's not like in this really cold environment. But Misha, 
Misha has to take in that sensory information. So it like is a helmet that goes up the back of your neck and like goes up your head, but your ear, everything from the between your ears is completely open because you got to be able to hear and smell and see and you can't have anything obstructing that. So it's literally just like a third of a helmet that just goes up the back of your head and then covers the top. It's a bassinet. It'd be also a terrible color that doesn't somehow even the, the even though the outfit is all the colors, the helmet it still doesn't match that like it has like a really so the shirt has all the colors and the helmet has every color that is not the colors <laughs> yes yes exactly let's just say it's shifting it's oh. like you know those things that when you look at it you like look from one to the other uh, and it like the image changes yes. it's like that you change how you look and then just it shifts to new colors oh the headaches oh is what Misha's gonna be saying just like oh <laughs> Yeah, Misha will, will, like, I don't know if there's, like, a place to put it in. Or if not, they will just grab it and look at Ayn. Just, like, with a low kind of asking if they can put it in. Just, like, a really excited kid. Like, can I, can I? Ayn, because you just looked at her and didn't say anything, does not respond because, again, she's fucking blind. <laughs> but after a second, Stein pipes in. And Ayn is like, oh, yes, of course. And walks out so that you can change. Okay, Misha will change really quickly, like a sim just changes. (laughs) And then the Yarzak will emerge in the outfit, stand in front of Shock kind of to show the outfit. Shock doesn't necessarily think it looks good, but (laughs) Shock thinks Misha looks good, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Shock is mostly just really happy that Misha has been so excited about this and just feels like they're rediscovering something. And so Shock doesn't have to lie or hide anything when he says, I'm really happy for you, Misha. This is all amazing. It it really is. I had forgotten all of it. And now it's all, it's, it's, it's all coming back. And I loved, I love this. And then Ayn just kind of awkwardly sidles in and says, I actually just finished it. Would you like to? And Ayn gives a smile that could light up the room and and shake the earth and make the sound of an explosion. Oh, wait, fuck. Those are sounds coming from the other room. (laughs) You push open the side door of the Volkswagen Beetle you're in and you look out and you see a few things. You see Hop, who's finally getting a little bit less dizzy. And Ellie and Ness are like right over him. I mean, Ness is kind of just... Ness is playing his Tomagotchi, probably. I mean, Ness, he's like looking up every so often and then looking back down. (laughs) And then you see a hole in the wall, which you've seen so many, because, you know, the Kool-Aid man. Kool-Aid man. (laughs) I was going to ask, is it just the Kool-Aid? Oh, yeah. But that's not the shape of the Kool-Aid man. Oh, no. It's the shape of a square. And you look over and you see the ladybug is just fucking gone. What? What? I'm sorry, what now? And so you rush out and Fungi, who just suddenly breaks out of his stupor of singing. So it's like, ba-da-da-da-da. Oh, hello there. I'm sorry, what happened in here? Did any of you see what what happened to the ladybug? The uh, what? And he turns over and he just sees where it's missing. And he's like, oh! (laughs) I assume... Pop and Ellie and Ness all heard, right? Yes, they all notice at the same time as Shock and Misha that, holy shit, the ladybug is gone. And as we look down, because the roots of this lair are kind of these mesh wire roots, they're built alongside actual giant roots of giant trees. So you just see the ladybug going down the, like, roots of a giant tree. Uh, Pretty soon you can't even see, like, the lights. You can just see the actual headlamps from the ladybug itself as it just skitters away at the speed of sound. Ooh, what is happening? And Ness just nervously takes one of the little, like, cubes that he was going to use, and he just hangs it back up again. (laughs) Yeah, Ness has been seriously thinking about stockpiling those, but will do exactly as you said, and just (laughs) gently put it back. And then just in case, he'll, like kick the tools he was using on Jimmy Wynn's car, like, away from him. Oh, right, I completely forgot. Fungi adds, Well, ain't that the darndest thing? I'm pretty sure I put some tools underneath that bug car to make sure it didn't run away. Ellie immediately turns towards Ness. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're talking about. We're gonna have a talk later, Ness. We're gonna sit down and have a nice talk. About 
lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be a waste of time because I've never done that once in my life. Um, mm-hmm. And Ayn, who has just like been going to tap Misha on the shoulder, but hasn't wanted to, just goes, you just hear a little, ah, ex- excuse me. Yes. Would you be interested in doing an accelerated training with your vehicle? I I would love to do anything with this vehicle. I, I really like it. Fantastic. And with that, she just races towards Big Red, the big Volkswagen Beetle, presumably running towards the car inside of the trunk. Okay, I guess Misha follows her. Yeah, Misha follows along. Does anyone follow Misha? Oh, yeah. No, Misha, before doing that, is going to talk with it because I want them to just be like, um, I, I have decided to train alongside Ein. I hope this is okay with everybody. Yes, of course, if, if you want to. Yeah, if it's what you want, Misha, if you're comfortable with it. Yeah. You all can come along if you want, though if you don't want to, it's okay, because I believe that I shouldn't decide for other friend choices. That's just a polite <laughs> thing to do. Shade over to Ein. <laughs> yeah, they, they will say it like kind of really loud in case Ein is within hearing distance, and then they will go towards her. Then I guess we all pile into this car. We all pile in, yes. Ellie will be like, uh, uh, shock, hop, can you share a seatbelt? Double buckle. I don't- <laughs> Can they double buckle? Shock, take the seatbelt. Okay. Hopper! What? Well, Hopper's gonna die now. No, he just hold on to the side. Well, who, how do we buckle up Ness? Do we have a car seat? <laughs> oh, Ness is in the trunk. <laughs> Hop needs to go in the trunk. I had, I had, spe- I had specific pouches that I said were Ness size. Oh my god, ne- they, were they not in the trunk? No, they're in the front. They're in the mouth. Well, Ness is in the pouch. Okay. He's in the mouth pouch. He's in the mouth pouch. Okay, Ness is in the mouth pouch. Misha is in the driver's seat. Misha's in the driver's seat. Ellie's making sure Shock is buckled. I know how to buckle. Shock's in a seat being buckled by Ellie. Mom. <laughs> and Ayn is just walking between everyone, handing out the hello, my name is cards and Sharpies. I know you think you don't need a seatbelt, but you need a seatbelt. know how to buckle. God. You weren't going to do it. I saw you. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Jay's very excited to have shared this moment with their friends. Oh. And they're, they're going to be just telling like, this is the tire fly. This used to be my car. And this is the... And they're going to like be pointing at different things. This is the, the driver's seat. This is the, the buckle. I don't know. I don't know car parts. Well. And I'd like to imagine at one point... Misha, are you buckled? No, unless somebody buckles Misha. Oh, Ellie is going to buckle Misha if Misha is not going to buckle. I imagine that Ellie is doing that while Misha is pointing at everything else. <laughs> and Ellie, I want you to take a GM intrusion. Oh, no. Who do you okay. give the other point to? Um, Just this moment together of Misha being excited and Ellie being like, no, 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 no. We buckle. It means that Ari should get this. Excellent. <laughs> Ellie, roll me my defense. Great. Love it. Always oh, no. want to do that. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. So, how does a seven do me? Well, you don't hurt Ein. Okay, good. Because I like to believe that as Ellie's going to buckle and Misha's like, and this and this and this, and Misha just goes, and this is the ignition. Oh, no. And slams down on it. <laughs> and with a ribbit, the tire fly just revs to life. And speeds forward. Oh no. And Ellie, you are catapulted to the back of this frog and you just slam on the back. Misha, you need to buckle! <laughs> Did Ellie get to buckle Misha on time? I assume that yes. Ellie sacrificed herself to get that buckle. <laughs> Ellie, you okay? I'm fine. Everything's fine. My apologies, Ellie! It's fine! Alright, so Misha, you are flying out of here. You just burst out of the back of Big Red. It, like, opens up, and you skid around, and you're racing towards the ladybug. And I'm going to say that the ladybug doesn't have any obstacles. You have three turns to get to it. Oh my god. So you have to move five spaces in three turns. Is it is it just me or, or the other... No, it's just you. You're just driving. Oh my goodness. Um, so what Coolio controls are in here? Is there something that could maybe like a little thing that makes it jump or something? Like some cool thing in there or is it... A bounce pad? 
there is absolutely a bounce pad inside of it. And you know that button, when you press it, it will cause it to launch vertically in the air with pretty much the same momentum that you're keeping moving forward. Okay, I don't know if like, cause I mean, I have three XP, I could spend some to make it like leap forward more. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about, so to do something greater than normal, that is a two XP. I will expend two XP. So, yeah, tell me how you find and you press this button and you move it into maximum overdrive. Okay, yeah, yeah, Misha knows, knows that button. Like, they just know exactly where it is, like, manually, don't even have to look at it. And they know that, like, maybe if they press it while also, like, leaning on the seat a little bit further back or, like, pushing, like, a little lever or something, it, like, will cause the car to somehow, I don't know physics, but this car is weird, plunge it forward a little bit more just by, like, a little movement angle that they do and also like how you, when you're playing a video game when you like lean because you think that's gonna make you turn more effectively but it works yeah i'm gonna say misha did this so hopping hopping <laughs> misha did this so often that they would hop in their seat alongside it so ein has upgraded it so that that little hop motion actually is another button that presses in the tire fly nice. so misha hops and presses the button and the thing does a double hop it does a video game double jump. It just boop, boop, higher in the air, and it just flies forward. And you are now three out of the five you get to do. You have two more turns. Oh my god. Oh no, what is so Can I use my matter cloud to either make the other car slow down more or to give it another boost for it to just <laughs> Like, it's a thing with air, and I know it's a car, and I, I'm really terrible at physics. Yeah, give me give me a roll for this one. Yeah, this is fine. Ten. So the cloud goes up, and it accidentally gunks up the bounce pad. No. So instead of nicely hovering down, the car flips and is just spinning in the air. No, oh, no. Hopper is spinning again. No, I just got done with spinning. Oh, Hopper. And as you're spinning through the air, Misha, you can just see rotating alongside you. So he is rotating, but it looks to you like he is motionless. Oh my God. You just see CK like, hey there, Sib. Do not talk to me. <laughs> oh, and I brought something helpful here to help you out. And he grabs a colorful box from behind his back and he just tosses it towards you. What am I supposed to do with this? And he just shrugs with six arms. I've never driven one of these before. Okay, is there a place to put this box? We learned how to use them earlier when Ness did it. Yeah, actually, no, Misha doesn't know what to do, but Ness turns oh. and he knows what to do. Oh, the box! Ness, do you know, do you know how to use this to maybe stop it spinning or slow down the other car? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I hope it does those things, but you gotta just take it and then and then pray <laughs> uh, and then he, i assume that the way as how do you use a box kyle you just slammed it into jimmy's car and it activated you just slam it is there a cannon launcher or something there's a small circular hole and by speedy speed boy logic you can fit a square peg in a circular hole <laughs> This slams that square into the hole. Just slam dunks it in. Yeah. All right, in that case, Hallie, you're going to have to roll. Give me a 1D100. Oh, no. A 1D100? Yeah. Okay. 90. Ooh. Oh, my God. That is a very good one. So this is a teleporter. Oh. The user teleports, and in this case, the user is not Ness. The user is the car. Teleports up to 100 times the cipher level, which we'll just say five. Yeah. In miles to a location he has previously visited. <laughs> He arrives safely with his possessions, but cannot take anything else with him. <laughs> so this is a problem. Is it going to teleport without us? <laughs> yeah, does that mean we're just like in midair, like it was true cartoon style with nothing under us for a second before we all realize, oh no. <laughs> I would define we are the car's inventory, so we are their possessions. Oh, okay. Especially because you're all inside of the mouth, which is where a, a frog would hold its possessions, so to speak. Well, and and teleporting right on top of the car of the other car would be fun to like just like I land on top of just it squash for ladybug <laughs> well I mean like what if we what if we like clip it and it spins out 
That's a thing that you do in car battles. Yeah, I, yeah, whatever is fine. So we're focusing on these like, as the ladybug is just flying away at the speed of sound. And suddenly up out of the corner, this giant purple frog flies out of the sky and hits the front corner of the ladybug, which skids around as the frog just blump, 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 kind of gracefully because Misha gunked out the gears, hits the ground and settles in to this bog, which uh, the ladybug doesn't sink into because it's on the little legs and this doesn't sink into because it's a, it's a frog car, but it just kind of settles. And in the, in the silence, you just hear. This is why you buckle, kids. <laughs> I cannot believe Ellie Badge is the one saying that line. Ellie is, Ellie, yeah, Ellie, Ellie doesn't buckle. Climbing out of the back. She has like just so many like other assorted outfits and items and doodads and just things from the trunk of this car. Misha will turn around smiling and say, so what did you think? me to go there? It opens his mouth again. Yeah, I told you I can't talk too much, Misha. I don't know why you keep asking me these I questions. I know that, Kyle. I'm sorry, I had to bring that back. My God. Yes, it, it nods. It nods its head at you. Okay. Um, it is not literally Guy Fieri as a car. <laughs> it's just got a face on the front like like a Thomas the Tank Engine train or car. Oh, no. I don't like that. It's fine. It's not creepy, damn it. It is. It is, though. Die on this hill. This is my fucking childhood. There was a gag I wanted to include. I'm going to try to include it, see if we can include it. And Shock, you in the background, you feel just three robotic arms lean on your shoulder as three other ones like go towards your hand. And a voice just says, and hello, my name is CK. So Shock is going to pick up the strong glass staff, hold it sideways (laughs) and just slowly (laughs) shove CK away. My name is Shock. Please don't touch me. The children are being terrible but you know well like i mean they are using the bad words and we're gonna have to have a talk with them <laughs> i love the purple frog so much i love the purple frog i i looked up on google images and now i know why the chat picture changed to a weird mole looking thing it's a frog. why is there a mole frog what is this avatar of <laughs> the last airbender creature i love it it's like you mix like uh like a possum and a frog like you put them <laughs> Together and you get this thing. Like, it legitimately looks like a mole from some angles, but slimier. Oh, that's what the chat picture changed to. <laughs> I didn't know and assumed it was something I should have known, so I just didn't say anything. Oh, God. <laughs> no. So that no one would call me out for it. This gross, lumpy frog. Just the face is so small and the body is so big. It's just this big body. Sometimes the body is just two se- separate blobs blobbing out to the side. <laughs> what the fuck? It's such a ninth world animal in the, in our first world. Like, what is it doing here? Oops, the fuck. Its skin looks like Laffy Taffy. Oh, gross. Like somebody just took a frog and covered it in Laffy Taffy. I, I ask any creationists to try and look at this creature and say <laughs> that this was an intentional design decision. <laughs> It could be just like a, like at 3 a.m., like, oh my god, I'm so tired, I have to make other, like, billion species, just fuck this thing. Like, this is an animal now. I guess this is good enough now, we're gonna stop editing here. <laughs>